Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with a couple of men who know what the best Christmas present in the world is. A broken drum. Why? Because he just can't beat it. <laughs> what the <laughs> I would do the uh but the drum is broken. All right, that was too much. Anyway, the men I'm talking about. <laughs> the men I'm talking about are Javier in Whittier, where the girls are prettier. And Dennis from Buffalo, where the girls. Say no more. They're, they, they be Ruffalo. <laughs> oh, there's a reason why they call it Buffalo. Oh, oh. Uh, that's yeah. New York. We just we just lost both our listeners from Buffalo. <laughs> One of them guys. being Dennis. They love their wings. Anyways. <laughs> this guy. Oh man. I feel like we're gonna have to edit that. That's all right. Our scripture, or today, today we start talking about Advent. Seems a little early because we have a lot of episodes with, like in the bullpen ready to come out. But but by the time we're playing this, it will be Advent. And so, so let's get to it. Our scripture today comes from... The book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Delicious. So let's get this podcast on the road. You know, Advent is like the time before Christmas and Jesus is born. Did you know that? <laughs> That's a great podcast series. You know, there's a danger with doing this podcast is that, and, and it is that we're so familiar with Advent. You know, it's like happy Lent. <laughs> it's, it's a time of expectation, except we're not waiting for the uh, passion, death, and resurrection of the Son of Man. Today, we focus on, uh, on, the, uh, on the birth of the one who then later on, and during the Lenten season, will be suffering great passion, his death, and then we will eagerly await the resurrection. Now... Before we get the uh, more theologically appropriate uh, thoughts from Javier and Dennis, ah, all this stuff, you know, uh, one of the, uh, I, had, I had too many things in my mind. You know, I wanted to talk about, um, about Jesus' birth, you know, his very name itself, like Savior, it, it's itself, himself. Yeah, the name, the name itself um, points to future misfortune, you know, as we read in the, uh, in the Novena to St. Joseph that we're uh, currently praying as we record. Maybe when we're listening to this again, we'll be back at the uh, Novena to St. Joseph as we pray daily for all the listeners. Um, but yeah, the name Savior, you know, kind of points to the fact that he's going to save us from something. Whenever a hero saves someone from something, it costs him something. In this case, we know it's going to cost him his life. And so basically he's coming here so he can die. We know that as people who already know the ending to the story, you know, but what does that mean for us? One of the, uh, one of the verses that I, that I like to focus on whenever I think about Advent is John 3.30. He must increase and we must decrease, or I must decrease. That's John the Baptist talking about, about basically his ministry being secondary to Jesus being here. And so 
And so if I, if I may just dumb things down like I usually do, I remember when I was a kid, there was this toy that I was really looking forward to. Um, I can't, I, I, I could have sworn in my mind for like over 30 years, I've had the name Roly Poly, but I tried looking for that toy online and I've not been able to find it. I found something that looks like it called Pogo Ball. And it's the dumbest toy you could imagine. I mean, it's it's basically what it sounds like, pogo ball, like a pogo stick, but it's a ball instead of a stick. Like it's just, it's, it's weird. It has like a plastic, it looks like Saturn. And you're supposed to put your feet on the plastic part. Oh and then yeah, bounce. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Those are cool. Ball. Yeah, those are really cool. They're hard though too. Yeah. yeah. And now imagine like someone that's like six, seven, eight, I can't even remember how old I was. And... And I tried, and I finally got it. You know, I was waiting for it and anticipating and just, and, and I begged for that freaking toy, man. I begged and, and we were dirt poor. I didn't get anything, you know, like one, my, my birthday is December 24th. So whenever I got a present, it was my, my birthday present and Christmas present. If, if I got something, you know, yeah, and rough. oh, one year it was dirty. I got shoes because I needed shoes because it was my birthday and because it was Christmas. So that was dirty. And I never forgot that I forgave it because I'm a, I'm a Christian. So, you know, I do that, but I'm still salty anyway. So I got that. I actually got what I really truly wanted. And just the anticipation of getting that toy was like torture. And I was counting the days, you know, like when, when it was going to get here, it got here and it sucked. I couldn't use it. It was like way, I was way in over my head with that toy. I tried balancing on it so I could do a little hop. It didn't happen. I was, I, I kept on falling, hurting my ankles. Like, busting my knee and like it wasn't good and then I got mad and I punctured the dang thing and then I got in big trouble because that was a dumb thing to do yeah anyway and 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 you know I started thinking about this this idea of he must increase but I must decrease I noticed that as I got older gifts started becoming less and less important and as a dad it's even more important for me to give than to receive the gifts you know not to be cheesy it's just the way it is you know it's like they lose their how special the gifts are you know to get them so to give them becomes like the new hype you know like when i see the kids opening the gifts any dad out there knows what it what it feels like when your own child you know the one you provide for you provide something extra and then they get all psyched because of something that they're getting and so i feel i feel like in a in a very much lesser level that's kind of a a quick little summary of of advent for me you know and 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 how I relate that that verse in the words of, of John the Baptist saying, I must decrease. You know, when, it's, when he's saying he must increase and I must decrease, kind of like switching things around because he, he didn't just say it. I mean, he showed it because he basically told his disciples, stop following me. Follow yeah, you got you to gotta love when uh, they have all that false advertising toys i'm sure you saw kids oh, jumping yeah. on it oh, so you're dude, like they that's jump, gonna be me they were in the clouds man like they would jump to the clouds you know this is back in the 80s and yeah 90s. Sure like, it, yeah. when when there was no truth in advertising oh dude there's the, no the marlboro man was still smoking you know yeah. like it was it was legit i i remember when i was a kid and i it, i just got a memory of, of this um that they used to have those cereal boxes and they would have a little like a little hot wheel car mm-hmm. and they would show a kid take out the hot wheel car from the cereal box he would put it in his garage and then the car would, would grow to life size because i guess you would win a, a real car if if you if you got the right car or whatever like mm-hmm. the winning little car well yeah. i didn't understand any of that i was little 
So I got one of the little cars, but it was the winning car. <laughs> and I was like, come on, grow. And I was so disappointed. It's not my anticipation. I was so disappointed. But you must increase. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny you talk about Christmas. You know, I I remember we we man, we used to walk around the Christmas tree, the whole living room, just counting down to 12 o'clock. And then we would open our gifts and we would play with them all night long, whether it be a video game, whatever it was, you know, this or that, play with it all night long, me and my brother. And then the next day, just throw it against the wall and like forget about it for like a month. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> you know, and for an entire month, like, like it's gone. Like the joy of that gift is gone, you know? And, and yeah, it was, it was, as you got older, like you said, definitely Christmas became more meaningless in that sense. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Advent. Um, and, and Advent is the season that comes before Christmas that helps us prepare for Christmas itself. The word Advent itself means coming. Um, you know, this is where we also get the word for Greek, which is parousa, which is the second coming of our Lord. So in Advent, we prepare for not only Christmas, which is the first coming of Christ, we prepare for the second coming of Christ, which is in the future, but we also prepare for our death. And it's funny because I'm staring at a skull right here because we, yeah, we just finished Halloween. And it's funny because I, I saw this in front of me before the podcast began. And I, I thought it was put here intentionally, but I guess it was. Dude, it was. <laughs> well, we talked about this before. Oh, we, we did. I know. We talked I know. about this. I mentioned, I mentioned that Advent has an element of death. Yeah, yeah. And so here is the skeleton. It was a it was a Halloween decoration, but when I when my wife was like, "Do we throw all this away?" I'm like, "Uh-uh, this one stays with me, memento mori." And yeah, and Advent has an an element of death in it. And uh, I was gonna make a stupid joke about the Greek, kind of like this is where we get the word parachute from, or something dumb like that. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to because I'm so mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I cut you off, you were saying. No, no, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I want to say. Right now. Go ahead, Dennis. I want to hear from Dennis. Dennis has been quiet. He's got, he's got a lot of stuff to say. Yeah, you know, I was just meditating on Christmas, as Javier mentioned before, and um, just that excitement for Christmas being my, I would say my favorite season. Um, I know technically Easter is better, but just had, you know, more, um, um, more intimate, uh, if you will, Christmas uh, memories and, and whatnot. But yeah, we're talking about Advent and it's preparation for Christmas. And, you know, it's preparation, as, as you said, for really, it's, it's a mini Lent, uh, you know, to where we say sorry to God for our sins, we prepare. And we go back to St. John the Baptist and St. John the Baptist is the one that prepares the way, right? He tells uh, the Jews to prepare the way of the Lord. Right. And I think he's quoting um, from Isaiah possibly as well. But um, either way, what, what's happening there is is this um, this preparation for the coming of the Messiah, the first coming. And, and a lot of people don't realize it's like when I was younger, I didn't fully understand the liturgical cycle as well as I do now. But I, I kind of, uh, you know, it irked me a little bit how we would like go back in the past and and like celebrate as if it's happening again. And I didn't understand it, but 
I didn't really care for that aspect of how it's like, well, we're living in the post resurrection, post ascension, um, you know, world, you know, post ascension church, you know, post Pentecost church. Why are we like thinking about Christmas right now? Or why are we thinking about, you know, like, um, like Lent, but you know, I was younger, you know, naive, immature, but now I think about it, I'm like, wait a minute, that makes sense because precisely as Javier mentioned, we're actually preparing for something that hasn't happened yet, i.e. the second coming. And that's actually the main point of celebrating Advent uh, is to uh, not prepare for Christ's birth again. He's not going to get, you know, become born again. Um, but that, in fact, the Antichrist will, right? He's going to imitate Christ and he's going to be born of a woman. But uh, how we know that the real Christ is going to come again, he's going to ascend, he's going to descend as he ascended into heaven, as we see in Matthew 28. And therefore, we are preparing for his second coming, right? So I think this season here is is really meant to um, help us to detach ourselves from worldly things, actually, ironically, because so many people are thinking about gift giving and presents, right, as we were all talking about. Um but really, it's actually to detach ourselves from those worldly things, right? Because Christ is coming in the manger. He's coming poor, naked, uh, cold, right? And ultimately, we're supposed to open our hearts uh, for him. And he's supposed to be that present to us, right? In the manger. Uh, really, he's supposed to be born into our hearts uh, every mass, right? He's born into our hearts every day. And I think that's what we need to really focus on here. But what do you guys think about that? I like it. <laughs> I agree completely. No, man, well, like, good, we're, we're good we're to know you. We're gonna take off from there, though. You know, um, I wanna I wanna grab onto that whole idea of uh, of you know doing this again. You know, there's a value in in telling in telling the same story over and over again. I don't know about you, but whenever I tell uh, the story of when I went to Vegas with some friends and I, and we had six people in a car. That sounds that risky. That just sounds so risky and right I, now. <laughs> you, know where, you know where I'm going with the story. <laughs> I bet you already heard it too. Yeah. But every time I tell the story, you know, we had six people in a car that only fit five people. So as you can imagine, maybe you can't imagine because it's so dumb. Uh, one of us had to ride in the trunk. In the trunk? I was going to say cherry, but you... <laughs> No, no, no. Oh my God, that's so Mexican. No, because you know what? That'd be so dumb to be to be lapping it. You know, like that. That's dumb. No, we're gonna get caught by the cops. Let's be smart about this. Someone go in the trunk. And no one wanted to go in the trunk because 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 it's a freaking trunk. Of a, I mean, you're going to Vegas, so it's Toyota, a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> no, it's mom, you know. And so and so, what ended up happening is that some girl was like going to go in the back and. Since I'm a gentleman, I said, you know what? No, it's not going to happen. Not on my watch. I went in the trunk. And so we proceeded to have <laughs> a little bit of fun. Um, but that's another story for another day. You know, the, the whole point of, of telling that story is that every time you yeah, tell the story, point. especially with the friends who, are, who, who were there, you know, like it gets, it gets even more lively, maybe a little bit more exaggerated. It gets a little bit louder every time. I get a little more confident telling the story and not feeling like a complete idiot, even though it was like one of the dumbest things I've ever done, you know? Um, but it's, it's not old. You know, when we're telling it again, like in the unlikely case that I'm ever in the same room with that same group of people, 
and I tell that story, everyone's going to get a kick out of it, even though everyone already knows the ending. Mm. You know, it's still just a special, if not even more, especially because it's been, heck, I don't know, close to 20 years. Wow. You know, it's like, it's actually 19 years since that happened. Wow. Yeah. And so it's, it's crazy. I, I'm not that young, you know, like it's crazy how, how things like that happen. Um, and how crazier and how much more unlikely the story of Christ being born was. You know, when, when we humble ourselves a little bit, we can give way to, to Jesus being who he is, you know, in his story, taking the precedence that it needs to take in relation to all our other stories, in relation to all the other stuff that we're doing, because I don't know about you, but life is going by fast. Like for me, life is going by fast. My oldest is 13 years old. My baby is seven years old. Wow. This is nuts, man. Like this is life. And I get busy. I'm, I'm, I'm at a certain point in my career where, where I'm damn good at, uh, at my job. You know, like I, I'm, I can say that without like feeling like I'm being proud or whatever. You know, I better be, you know, doing it for so long. Like I have to be. I learned from the best, you know, and I have to thank Javier for, for my start because he gave me like the blueprint of, of, of everything, you know. So I give credit where credit is due. Um, but yeah, like I, life is passing by fast. And we need this in our lives. God is so smart, yeah. you know. And I was telling my, all right, <laughs> and I was I was talking to my to my oldest about about uh, Abraham, you know, and how how God did the first dad joke, you know, when he took him outside during daytime and say count and said count the stars of the sky if you can, you know, there was only one star out in the like at that time of day, you know, it was the sun and it was his only son, you know, that he would, that he would see. I mean, he had Ishmael too, but that's another story for another day. Um, but yeah, just that, that, I think that's what, what you said, Dennis, that caught my attention the most, you know, and that's why I kind of wanted to run with it, even though I wasn't planning on, on I was speaking about that. It just, I couldn't, you know, I, I couldn't not talk about that. I don't know. What do you think, Audrey? Yeah, no, I, I love how you guys both hit on two different aspects of Advent. You, you hit on the past, which obviously the birth of Christ, uh, the first coming of Jesus, uh, which I think is obviously the most endearing of them all, right? Obviously, the meanings of Advent. I mean, what could be more endearing than God becoming a little child, becoming a little baby? Uh, especially as we, we wrestle in our country and our world with this whole question of abortion, uh, to, to remember that Jesus one time was, uh, um, you know, was a baby, but not only was he a baby, he was, he was inside of his mother who was unwed, right? Yeah. Who was not married, you know, um, you know, and, and I'm sure if abortion was around then, I'm sure some people would have told the blessed mother to get an abortion, you know, if you really stop and think about that. Mm -hmm. um, but so I love how you, you, you talked about that. And again, I, you know, the baby Jesus, I know when I grew up holding the little baby Jesus, uh, my grandma used to have a little baby Jesus and I was a really bad kid. So every time <laughs> I was, I was a good boy, my, my grandma would let me hold the baby Jesus. It was this cute little baby Jesus with like, like glass eyes. I was going to say, I think, I think we need to, I think we need to give the, uh, the audience a little bit of background on that. Uh, there's this tradition in, in Latino households called yeah. La Rullada or the, uh, what, what is, what do you call it when you, uh, the, 
when you rock a child to sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. I, the, yeah. uh, the rockabye baby thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and that's, that's a tradition in, in Mexican culture. You, you kind of just carry the baby Jesus and you sway him back and forth. And, yeah, it's a thing. And I mean, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's very St. Anthony-like, you know? Um, but yeah, yeah. Could, yeah, no, so I used to do that. If I was a good boy, my grandma would let me hold the little baby Jesus. So I, the baby Jesus has always been very dear to me since I was a kid. Um, and then I loved how, how, um, how Dennis talked about the future. And maybe you can talk about it a little more, which is the second coming. But I, I guess I want to touch on the present aspect of, of Advent, which is that aspect of death, right? I mean, we just celebrated uh, Dia de los Muertos, couple of days ago we celebrated all souls day and i mean talking about remembering your dead right talking about remembering your death that from the moment we're born we're destined to die like i tell my students um that you know from the moment we were born we have an expiration date we're all going to die and that death doesn't discriminate doesn't care doesn't care if you're rich or poor doesn't care about your race, doesn't care about your gender, your social class, doesn't matter what, who, what, where you are, death comes to us all. Um, and one day all of us are going to die, as morbid as that sounds. And, and that coming of Christ may be quicker for someone than another person, right? Because you may come to the presence of Jesus, um, you know, when you die, we're all going to face God, right? And in that moment, you're going to be judged, not the final judgment, which will happen at the second coming, but what you call the particular judgment, where God's going to judge you for what you've done, right? And as I like to tell my students that uh, when you face God, he's going to ask you two questions. Did you love me? And did you love others? And I, I you know, it's funny, I, I thought about that, right? Obviously, there's nothing in the Bible where it says that. But if you think about it, it kind of sums up everything. Did you love me? And did you love others? Did you love me? Because if you loved me, you know, you kept the commandments, you went to church, you know, the sacraments, all that. If you loved others, the Beatitudes, et cetera, et cetera, right? Did you love me? And did you love others? Um, and we're going to pick this up on the other side because we are running low on time. of side one. Please flip the tape over to side two. Ha llegado al final del lado uno. Por favor, dele vuelta al cassette al lado dos.